From Susan G. Komen, this is Real Pink, a podcast exploring real stories, struggles, and triumphs related to breast cancer. We're taking the conversation from the doctor's office to your living room. As with any major illness, breast cancer can have effects beyond the person who is diagnosed, and the death of a parent can be one of the most significant losses that someone will ever face. This is particularly true for young adults in their 20s who are still learning to navigate life and fully transition into an independent adult. Loss, grief, and mourning affects everyone in different ways, and it can be a challenge to learn how to cope and seek support. Today's guest was thriving in life and working the job of his dreams when he lost his mother to inflammatory breast cancer. He then found himself shutting down from his family, his faith, and even himself in the years that followed. He bravely fought his way back and is now honoring his mom by running marathons and raising money for Susan G. Komen. Here today to share his amazing story with us is Ray Kotman. Ray, welcome to the show. What's up, Adam? How are you doing? Man, I'm doing better now that I'm talking to you about your inspirational story. So uh, let's let's hear about it, man. Let's dive in. I want to know about your mom. Uh, let's start with what her cancer experience was like. And in particular, tell us about the story of her passing and how that began to impact you. Well, before I start, Adam, I just want to say thank you for having me. Um, I'm super excited to be here and share this story with you and everybody else. So appreciate it. Um, I just want to start off with thanks and want to let you guys know that th- this experience to me was um, was extremely hard, just as it is for anybody else. Um, my story is my story and everyone has their own. Um, but I feel that everyone shares this type of feeling of of uncertainty and loss and you know, my experience was my mother was uh, diagnosed with fa- inflammatory breast cancer and uh, about 2016, um, she fought for two years, two years I wish I had back every day. And uh, at the time of the second year, I was working for my dream job. I was a, a scout assistant with the New England Patriots and the NFL. Um, my whole life of, of football was always my dream to be in the NFL in some way, um, some capacity, and scouting was one of them. And uh, when I got that opportunity, sadly, I had to move to the East Coast in uh, New England and uh, be away from my mother while she was battling. My family and I are extremely close, and being away from them was extremely hard for me personally, Um, knowing that what she was going through and how she was dealing with it. It was just really hard personally for me and being so far away. You know, she, she fought and she did whatever she needed. And, you know, she always showed the strength to continue to fight. Um, Working in the NFL holidays are hard to come by, hard to come by. Um, And usually Thanksgiving and Christmases are short. Um, However, I was, being with New England, they allowed me to go home and spend time with my family, whatever was needed. And um, in the time of Christmas, um, I was able to go home for about three days. And those three days were three days before Christmas and I had to fly back on Christmas day. And I remember very vividly that um, I was spending time with my family. I was there for a short time. I wanted to take in the moment and spend those precious time and moments with my family. And, uh, but when I left to go back to Boston, 
my mother's health kind of took a decline real quick a day short the day after and uh i remember my brother calling me and letting me know that they were taking my mom to the hospital and they the doctor was basically saying that uh there's a possibility she'd be placed on hospice and uh wow while I was back in Boston, my brother called me on the 27th, said my mom was going to be placed on hospice. And that was late at night. And I remember 28th um, telling New England that, hey, this is something that I need to go home for. And they obviously supported me uh, and my family and allowed me to go back whenever I needed. And uh, I remember our, our secretary, uh, Nancy, she got me a flight and... Uh, I was I was sitting there at the at the airport and texting my brother and my sister uh, and uh, making sure everything was okay. And as soon as I boarded the plane, two of my uncles accidentally texted me and uh, said, "Sorry for your loss, and uh, we love you." And for that moment like time stood still, like I, I couldn't move. Um, my heart sank, um, almost felt like I was just completely just lost at that moment. And, uh, while we're taking off, I realized that my service was no, no longer available. And, um, I had to wait for like a good 10 minutes to just get service or Wi-Fi on the flight. And as soon as I got Wi-Fi, I remember texting my brother and his text coming through was, uh, I'm so sorry. Mom's gone. And, uh, you know, finding out not only like a family member, but your parent that you just lost on a flight that you're two hours away and you're, you're, you can't do anything about it. Uh, for me, that, that, that does always impacted me so much where I always wish that I would just never would have left that Christmas day where I could have just been by her side. And, um, uh, I had no idea what to think, what to do. Uh, and I just remember, Getting off that flight was the hardest thing for me because I didn't even care for my luggage. I just wanted to go home. And uh, I saw my brother and my two cousins and I collapsed. And, uh, you know, for me, I, I've always had some, some source of pride and ego where I kind of had to always hide my emotions. And, uh, for that moment, everything just came out and I was just, I was just broken. And, uh, you know, for me, uh, getting home and, uh, seeing my family all at my house and spending that time with my, my mom and then me showing up, I, you know, uh, I wish I could have just said goodbye um, and had the opportunity to just be by her side before she left. That sounds just 
really difficult. And I, I really appreciate you sharing that with us. I, I, I can only imagine how difficult that was. Um, so how, as difficult as that was, how did that affect you and how you lived your life over the next few years? You know, uh, Adam, I, for me, growing up in my household, my, my parents, my brother, my sister, faith was always something that was very important to us. Um, in the time of losing my mom, uh, I, I slowly started to push my faith away. Um, it was something that I felt that just wasn't something that was important to me because I lost my mom. And, you know, thinking back at it, I would just look back and just be like, how could someone so faithful uh, and have all this gratitude and love for God and Jesus? And for me, it's just like, how did I lose this one person in my life? Um, so there was a lot of resentment, a lot of hate. And I tried to push as much of that away as possible. And um, to be honest, I then essentially lost my job with New England, my dream job. Mm. Um, and it's a contract-based profession. So uh, it was something where my contract was up and they didn't re-sign me. So I, it was a domino effect and it was, I lost my mother, I lose my dream job. And then I was stuck in the middle of uncertainty of where I was going to be next and kind of felt lost. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And as soon as I left New England, I started to recruit at Arizona State for a little bit for their football program and still kind of uncertain on where I needed to be in life and still pushing my faith away and gradually started to push close people to me away because mm -hmm. I just felt that so many things were going wrong um, and I was dealing with so much that I couldn't allow myself to be vulnerable enough to communicate or to be honest with myself. Right. Um, so through those years after, I felt like a domino effect of just all these bad things. And what I had to do to learn to come out from it was everything leading up to a point of hurting or pushing away the closest people to me made me realize I couldn't be selfish or I couldn't just be so prideful anymore and to drop my ego and my pride and just allow myself to be vulnerable and to be myself, um, to open up and allow my emotions to be heard because as, as we are, as, as men, in my, in my opinion, we have that stigma where we have to be the, you know, the hard nose, like kind of tough, hide the motions. And that's something that I've always felt that I've, I had. And to be honest, like I, I learned to drop that completely. And, uh, 
now it's it's given me the ability to feel those emotions and be vulnerable and communicate them to not necessarily my family, but to my loved ones and the people closest to me. Um, and, you know, I slowly started to pray again. Mm. And for me, uh, it had been maybe three years since the last time I prayed. And I prayed, asking for help, guidance, anything. And, you know, Adam, it was crazy. There was one instance I remember praying and I, f- I felt my mom's presence that I hadn't felt in like years. And at first I was skeptical. I was very skeptical. And it, it was just kind of something that like put me at awe. And yeah. I, I just couldn't believe it. But 24 hours or less later, I prayed again and I felt the same exact presence. And it was so refreshing and felt so wonderful to just have that moment of time with her and followed back, followed off with my prayers. And for me, that was something I realized really quickly that I was missing so much in life because I was so upset and angry at my faith that losing my mom had pushed me away. But at the same time, it was just me pushing my faith away and not allowing myself to, to feel. And, you know, it's, it's been, it's been a crazy journey, um, Mm. extremely crazy journey, but I'm, I give more gratitude every day than I ever have uh, because now I have won my faith back to the presence of my mother and I have this journey of running uh, and raising money for Susan G. Komen that has allowed me to one, give back, but to honor my mother. Mm, right. That's, that's so great. Uh, so. I, I want to talk more about that. Let's talk about your, your running. Um, yeah. That's pretty, uh, pretty impressive. Uh, you know, you, I understand you do marathons. You do a lot of different things that raise money for Susan G. Komen. Um, so why do you feel it's so important to honor your mom's memory and, and run? And why did you choose Susan G. Komen to donate those proceeds to? Whew, well, um, it's actually, this is takes back to 2016. I actually ran a half marathon in Phoenix, Arizona, and I want to say it was January 2016. As soon as I ran that race, and I'm no runner by any means. Uh, I know the I, feeling. <laughs> right, right. I'm no runner by any means. And, you know, this is something, this part of my life that I felt that was just something I wanted to do. And um, I remember running this race. Obviously, you get the runner's high. It's very exciting. Um, but at the same time, Two days, three days later, my mother was diagnosed with inflammatory breast cancer. So the day and the night that I was praying and felt my mom's presence, um, I actually questioned what could I do to give back. And, uh, you know, I felt that just running just came to me. When you feel that, you just you just have to do it, right? And for me, I started to run. And I realized that 
running makes it so amazing. It's so amazing because you actually get to be in the moment and right. It's one step in front of the other. You're focusing on your form, you're breathing and you're kind of in a tunnel. And in those tunnels for me, I, I was actually in conversation with my mom, just full conversation. And so I've felt that as a, a gateway of me having communication with her to be able to talk to her and just just have that time with her the running of an hour to two hours it just gives me all that time with her and you know i was i was running in probably of august of last year a year from today and um i remember just asking my mom like is this something i should do should i run and give back is this something I should be so vulnerable about to tell this story mm. and, you know, yeah. allow others to be a part of it. Um, and I kid you not, I, I was, I was stretching and I was outside after a, a short run. And as soon as I'm thinking this, as soon as I asked, like, should I do this? A ladybug, which is crazy to think of a ladybug just landed right on my, like on my chest. And signs and omens are very important to me. And something in that little split second of thought and conversation with her and a, a ladybug lands on my heart. I was like, okay, I got to do this. Mm, yeah. So love that. Love I that. started to run and I started to run a lot <laughs> and it, it drove me and pushed me to, to one, not just be a better person and to think of things differently and to communicate with her, but to just, want to help others mm -hmm. and yeah. you know if if raising money for susan g komen and running for such an amazing cause can do that i mean i'm i'm willing to do anything yeah. if that's the case um so it's it's been it's been a lot of fun running is not easy but if you put your mind to it obviously and then you you cherish those moments and that time that i get to spend with her um for me that's that's priceless um, so, so speaking of things that aren't easy, and you kind of alluded to this in, in that story too, you mentioned, you know, should you be vulnerable? Should you share, you know, your story, your mom's story? Um, raising money is really important, but, but it's also so important that you're open and, and you share that story. So tell us why that is. Why is this important to you to, to get out there? Well, I mean, just like the running, it's, this is the vulnerability and, uh, the the pride and the ego and allowing myself to be emotional it came hand in hand to me like mm. for me to for me to do this and raise money with my running i had to allow myself like i said earlier i had to allow myself to be myself mm -hmm. and for the longest time i wasn't there and so for me to tell this story and to be vulnerable i you know i it kind of in a way dug me out of this dark hole, but also allow me to drop my pride. And mm -hmm. I'll say that over and over again, but the, the pride and the ego for me was something that just needed to be to let go. And um, that's hard to, that's really hard to admit. I've had this pride and ego that didn't allow me to dig deep into any of those. And I was bottling everything up. And you know, that, that got me to a point where I was able to be vulnerable and yeah. able to communicate. And you know, it's, it, it's, it's a, it's a really good feeling. 
it's a really, really good feeling. And with for me to share this story and my vulnerability with everybody, it actually it feels like just weights can lift it off my shoulders, Ooh. right? That's great. Right. I love that. I love that. So, uh, so let's let last, second to last question here. Um, what advice do you have for someone who might have a family member currently in the midst of breast cancer in treatment and just struggling? Um, my advice would be simply just be in the moment, spend those, those, those seconds realizing that this person or someone, uh, time is possibly limited or you just don't know. Mm -hmm. Right. So be in the moment, be in the present and also be easy on yourself because of course someone or like in my case, my mother was going through this battling and not giving up. I can only imagine what she felt mentally and how she dealt with things because she knew that my dad, my brother, my sister and I were, were hurting with her. Right. And for me, the best advice would just be, the time I had spent with her while I was there was very precious to me. And I reflect on those moments every day. And as much as you don't want to remember the part where she was sick, it kind of just makes you think of all, all the good things beforehand also. Mm, yeah. And I would, that would probably be the best advice I can give. And, you know, if, if you feel that, you can give back for such an co amazing cause or help others, um, which I felt was the need for me to do. Um, give back and, and, and help in any way possible, but to just be in that moment and cherish it because that's, that's probably the most important thing. I mean, uh, that's some great advice. I mean, I, I think you said three things in there and I just want to repeat them back because I, yeah. I really think they're incredibly valuable. One, you said, be in the moment, be easy on yourself. And if you can give back, give back. Like that's yeah. profound. It's simple. It's kind of perfect. Um, so uh, last question, man. Uh, when is your next race? And how can listeners find you if they want to donate or follow along your journey? Well, uh, my next race is October 9th. It's in Long Beach, California. Uh, I'll be running a full marathon. Um, Woo! Man. Full marathon. Yep. This will be my second full marathon on the year. Okay. And I ran a half marathon. So my goals are to run at least three races every year. Love that. Um, three, three races every year, um, be it half marathon or marathon. Okay. Um, to be honest, these full marathons are a little brutal, um, but this is something that I want to continue to do. Yeah. So my next two races uh, are lined up, one in October, Long Beach, and the other one is in January, which is the same exact race that I've pledged for myself to run every year mm. for as long as I'm able, because that is the specific race that I ran before my mom was diagnosed. And... Um, the journey I have, if you know, you can go to my GoFundMe. Um, my GoFundMe is just under my name, Raymond Common, and it's running for you, mom. Um, 
you could donate there. That'd be great. All proceeds go straight to Susan G. Komen. Um, and if you want to follow my journey, I feel that for me to get out there and allow people to understand the story I had, because look, my story is my story, but there's so many similar to it. And I would love to open myself up to allow others to communicate to me if need be. I wish I had someone to talk to. So if anybody wants to say, follow me on my journey, I'm very live on Instagram um, where I post my runs um, every week. And, you know, I always tag Susan G. Komen and I always lead up to all my races. So if anyone wants to follow that journey, feel free. My Instagram is just Raymond C underscore 54. If anyone feels that they want to communicate or talk to me or, you know, going through something that they feel that maybe I can help in any way. I think to me, that is the most important part. Like I want to help so many people, not necessarily the people that are battling, but the people that are their family members that are dealing with similar things that I had to deal with. And, you know, if, if, if anybody feels that they want to reach out, I'm available. Um, I want to help. If you just want to talk, uh, if you want to just, you know, anything, if you just want to go over things or ask for any advice, um, I'm no doctor, I'm no psychologist, I'm, I'm just a human being. I'm just a regular person who has similar experiences to so many other people. And I feel that with now me being so vulnerable and allowing myself to communicate so many things um, and talk about uh, all of the emotions I've had um, in my past that I could help someone. So feel free to one, follow my journey, go to my GoFundMe, um, donate to Susan G. Komen. And just if you need to just say hello or just want to talk, feel free. I'm available and I'm here to help whoever whoever needs it. I love that. Well, I'm going to go uh, follow you on Instagram today myself and uh, follow it. your journey. I'll look you up on GoFundMe as well. And uh, Ray, <laughs> such a, a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you for sharing your story. I know it's difficult. Um, I really admire your vulnerability. So uh, thank you for taking the time to do this today. Absolutely. Thanks, Adam, for having me. I really appreciate it. And, you know, just everybody just keep fighting and, uh, and God bless. Thanks for listening to Real Pink, a weekly podcast by Susan G. Komen. For more episodes, visit realpink.komen.org. And for more on breast cancer, visit komen.org. Make sure to check out at Susan G. Komen on social media. I'm your host, Adam. You can find me on Twitter at AJ Walker or on my blog, adamjwalker.com.